0: Every day, somebody somewhere needs a hero. Think about it. The mom lifting a two-ton truck to save her son after a car crash. The dad, who can't swim, who jumps in the water anyway to pull out his drowning daughter. The guy who kicks down the door of a burning building because his friend's kid is trapped inside. All of a sudden, getting hurt doesn't matter— There's no thinking twice, just a gut-pumping, jump-off-the-cliff, no turning back. For these regular people, thrown into crazy life-or-death situations, there's that one big moment. Then they go back to work, their jobs, or school, and it's someone else's turn. I'm only in the third grade, but I've been waiting for my whole life, waiting for my chance, my moment to be a hero. An ear-piercing shriek yanks me back to the school playground. My best friend Mo runs up, breathless. Emma Dunlop stuck up in the oak tree. He bends over, chest heaving in the humidity, and puts both hands on his knees. She's freaking out. Shielding my eyes, I grit my teeth. The tree's as big as a monster, with twisted brown branches that extend like arms, thick emerald leaves at the fingertips. Spanish moss hangs from the lowest limbs and ends curling like a snake's tail. Though I can't see her through the tangle of limbs, I picture Emma hanging on tight to the rough bark, shaking, really scared, trying not to look down at the brick-red clay. I run a hand through my hair. She's in trouble, and I know why. Legend says a man's head, a genie, is hidden in the leaves and branches— Weird, rough pieces of wood make up his face. He has knots for her eyes. A bump for his chin. It's for real. I've seen it. All the kids know the story. If you touch the genie's nose, your wish will come true. Of course, my dad doesn't believe in stuff like that, and says I shouldn't either. He's a PhD, and does an important job at the college, so I guess he knows what he's talking about. But that's not going to save Emma now. I start to jog, then full-out sprint. At the base of the tree, I push through a crowd of my classmates, third and fourth graders, gaping, heads tilted, mouths open like baby birds. When I reach the trunk, I squint up and find Emma's brand-new saddle shoes dangling high above me. I see pale, thin legs and the crisp edges of her plaid jumper. And despite everyone talking and whispering, I hear Emma crying— it's a whimpering wail, like a hurt animal. Y'all go on back inside now. Go back to class, my teacher says, pushing the group back an inch or two. I end up jostled next to the school librarian, who's holding her hands like she's praying. Our eyes meet, mine flicker away. Don't even think about it, Jack, she warns. But I kick off my shoes anyway and grab hold of the trunk, deep down in my belly. I make myself act like I'm not scared. I don't like heights. Or even hanging upside down from the monkey bars. But Emma needs me. And no one else is doing a thing. Mrs. Martin gasps. But she knows she's too late. I'm out of her reach before she can react. I think hard about one of my favorite superheroes, Daredevil. He's like an Olympic athlete and a master of martial arts. He's blind, but uses his other senses to fight crime, beat up bad guys, and save the girl. If he can do it. When I look back down at the ground, my stomach churns like I've eaten too many Snickers bars and guzzled a two-liter of Coke. I push the feeling away. Climb, Jack, I say to myself. Just climb. When I start to move my legs again, the first few feet are easy— Soon, I'm above everyone's heads. They're going to get a ladder, the librarian calls out. Come on down here, Jack Carson. Rat this instant. Lord have mercy. At the sound of her screech, Emma wobbles. Her saddle shoes kick and knocks some bark from a branch. I can't come down now. She's slipping.